Welcome to Disney Parks and Beyond, a Disney podcast about theme parks and all things Disney from the After Dark Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of Disney Parks and Beyond. I am Nick and on this episode I'm joined by Ryan. Hello. I am joined by Sinead. Hello. And uh, Craig's here as well. But I muted him. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, because the, the thing is, like, it wasn't going to, it, like, this wasn't going to go well, was it? Like, I'd already done one introduction and done it perfectly, but he started talking about over me anyway. So, yeah. So I just muted him. So nice. he'll pop up. He'll pop up in, in a bit, I'm sure. Um, but how are we all? Good, good. How are you? Are we are we feeling a bit unnerved because there's no pulse tonight? It's weird. What's mm. a podcast without a poll? Yeah, the structure's well, just gone, isn't it? Yeah, we're going to find out. Basically, yeah. that's that's all we can do. We can only we can only find out. Um, which actually, um, there could be there could be some news on a future episode. I'm trying, I'm really desperately trying to work out what we're doing this month. Because technically this episode is a week late. Because we put an extra one in last month. Oh, yeah. So it's thrown all the schedules out and I just, I, I hate it. I hate it. But, you know, maybe we'll have a week off at some point this month. Who knows? We've got a, we've got a bank holiday coming up, haven't we? Yeah, maybe we'll do something then. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm fine. Thank you, Sinead, for asking. Um, I didn't answer you, but yes, I'm good. Um, how are you, Grant? I'm fine. Oh, how is Ireland right now? Um, fine. Restrictions are lifting ever so slightly here. Mm. Um, both of my parents have now been vaccinated, oh. so that's a relief in itself. Yes. Uh, no idea when I will be, but sure, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. See, you're young, healthy. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what about you, Ryan? I know you've um, you've been enjoying some of the um, lifted restrictions yourself. Yeah, I'm young and unhealthy, so I've had both my vaccines. Um, <laughs> to, to be honest, that that would have been the case before the vaccines, before the pandemic. Actually, that is that's very true. That's yeah. very true. No, yeah, it's been nice meeting people outside again, and apparently from from next Monday we can we can hug people again, which I'm I'm not looking forward to. Uh, I think. I mean, obviously, schedule permitting, but I think I'm going to um, meet Craig in London to give him a hug. Oh, that'd be nice. Yeah. I might I might do that. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, right. Before we go on to uh, talking about news or anything like that, I should really ask what everybody's drinking. So, Ryan. I've actually got a innocent smoothie. Hmm. I mean... I, I I don't know how to take that. <laughs> I know. If I'm honest. I like that. Don't get me wrong. I like smoothies. I like innocent smoothies. Other smoothie brands, of course, are available. Um, but half past nine at night, drinking a smoothie—I don't know. In a way, that feels more dangerous than drinking a Red Bull. I was going to say, surely that's better than my normal like sugar-free Red Bull or like Starbucks cold drink. Hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I suppose there's less caffeine, but then there'll be higher amounts of natural sugar. So, yeah. are you going to crash before the episode's out? It could, Brian never possible. sleeps anyway, so it's fine. That is, that is true. That's true. That yeah. very true. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sinead, what are you drinking? I have just got a regular old Coke Zero. Just a regular old one. Yeah. Is it in date? Like, how old is it? I, I hope so. Uh, yeah, it's in date until the 1st of October, so we're good. Brilliant. So, I mean, technically, you could, you could leave some for now if you wanted to. Yeah. Although you've opened it, so therefore it probably wouldn't. Yeah, it might be a bit out. thick. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Craig, what are you drinking? <laughs> still on mute. I don't, he, must, mute. he must know. He must know he's on mute. Surely you could just sure. unmute him and see. He'll just be screaming obscenities. I don't, I don't understand what's happened. I don't know. Oh well. <laughs> I unmuted myself ages ago. I just chose a silent protest. <laughs> Better than the normal protest that you give us to be fair, Craig. I've done a dirty protest on the wall as well, but I'm not going into that. I said I was going to come and give you a hug in London, and you just completely ignored me. I don't want your hug. <laughs> Now that sounds like someone else. Right, what are you drinking? Hey. Any any particular kind? Uh, from the brew tea company. I thought you might say that. What you got? Um, English breakfast. English oh, breakfast. Absolute classic. Classic. Yes. Clean the pipes out for ready to go again tomorrow. So I have got. I'm trying. I'm recording in the dark. I'm living up to my old podcast name. I haven't got Here a light near me. Um, so I'm trying to see what this is actually called, and I can't get enough light. Jesus Christ. Um, is there a reason you're recording in the dark? That sounded like a hymn. Yeah. So I can't get enough what light. What it is, Jesus so where Christ. I'm recording at the moment, um, we've got like a through lounge. So I'm sitting in, in the back a what lounge? You've got a what? A through uh, lounge. Oh, I thought you said a through lounge. I heard fruit, and I was like, you've got what? Yeah, I've got a fruit, fruit lounge. lounge. So where are we got a smoothie from? Strawberry. This one's broken. So so we've got a through lounge and there's a light on in the the living quarters. I'm sat in the back where there is a light, but I didn't turn it on. And what's happened is it's gone dark all of a sudden. Like you know, the, the days have obviously been longer and, the, and it's been taking longer for the sunset. And then yeah. it's kind of gone from being quite bright to like now, nighttime, very quickly. You've used you've used so many words that I've not heard people use to describe their homes. In I won't lie, sentences. I'm a bit confused. Through <laughs> like living quarters, Scrooge. How big is your house? I mean, it's it's not as big as a crane. And, it, and it's not. I mean, you could probably fit about five of my houses into one of Mr. Ripley's wings. I'm assuming. You'd have to ask him nicely first, though. Yes. Bingo yes. wings. He probably wouldn't even notice to be fair. I don't think he's even been in the left wing. Um. Anyway, I have got a chauffeur hopper. Hopper, 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 Which is the uh, the grapefruit beer that you get at Epcot. Oh, the lady oh, drink yeah. of the choice. The lady drink of choice. I, um, I walked There's more into... alcohol in my pee. Well, that would not be much of a surprise. Um. I walked into my local Asda, um, again, other supermarkets are available, and uh, they were clearing them out at 70p a can. 
So they had six cans, and I went, done. So there you go. So I'll open this now. There you go. Put a vodka in it. Yeah, it's only a small can as well. It's only a 330, so I'm going to have to go and get another drink at some point anyway. Um, Right. Longest drinking segment in the world. Uh, Now let's go and have a look at what's going on inside the parts. After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. So, I would normally ask who's going to go first, but this week, this episode, I'm going to ask Sinead. She'd like to go first. Because everyone tried to steal my bit of news, but clearly yeah, I should I, deliver the Halloweeny I, news. <laughs> I didn't want to. I didn't want to talk about the backstage drama. You know, I didn't want to reveal the curtain in some kind of like Wizard of Oz fashion. But you've done it anyway think, now, so I think it's outrageous. I, I have been to many a Mickey not so scary, dressed up. I mean, I, what I what I want you to do at the end of Sinead's story is talk to us about that time at Mickey's not so scary. And I'm sure you know what time I'm talking about, but if not, I will remind you. Uh, so, Sinead, what's going on with Mickey's Not So Scary? Uh, they seem to have just gotten rid of it for this year, whether it's just for this year or just in general. I don't really know. There is no way that thing's going forever. You would hope not. I, I'd be so devastated. So there's going to be a new Halloween-themed uh, after-hours event called Boo Bash, which is a horrific name. <laughs> oh, my God, it's terrible. Boo so, Bash. Bash the Boo. Disney After Hours Boo Bash is what it's called, but Boo and Bash are capitalized because that. That jingle bell, jingle bam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Boo so, Bash. So it's going to take place on select nights from August 10th to October 31st from 9 p.m. to midnight. And spooky festivities will include Halloween themed cavalcades, character sightings throughout the park, special performances by the cadaver dance, decor, lighting, music, treat stops with plenty of candy and so much more. So tickets, uh, tickets to the Boobash will get you into Magic Kingdom as early as Boobash! Jesus Christ. (laughs) Do you understand why I'm muted now? Yeah, I understand that now. I feel you on that. Um... Yeah, so tickets are going on sale next month and there will be an early purchase window available to guests of select Walt Disney World Resort hotels. So there you go, Ryan. Is it? And, oh, yeah. I'm sure I yeah. saw that. I did see like a little post of this the other day because this broke uh, Friday, didn't it? So we recorded this on Monday, yeah. something like that. Um, doesn't, it, doesn't it start like the 10th of August or something stupid? Yes, yeah, just said 10th that. 10th of August. Yeah. yeah. So it's was... 31st of October. Jeez. They always start at like early October, early October, early August. Um, well, it never used when to I be. start Halloween. It never we used, used to. to we used to miss it because we always go in early the first two weeks of August. We always miss the food and wine by a, a couple of weeks. And we always miss Mickey's by a couple of weeks. 
But the last two times we've been able to go and do Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party in August in a million degrees. And it's absolutely ridiculous. I love it. Oh, it's brilliant. But it's August. Happy Halloween. Yeah, I I, I mean, look, I know, Shanae, that you celebrate Halloween every day. Mm -hmm. And Is there any truth to the rumour that you're re-recording the Slade song? Um, this year for Halloween. You weren't supposed to tell anybody. How does it go, Nick? Sing us the song, Nick. Uh, I can't sing because I've got um, Larry Larry Jitus. Um, but um, it would be called uh, I Wish It Could Be Halloween Every Day. Yeah. Originally covered by a wizard, but Sinead was going to record it with Slade. There's a taxi um, just pulled up outside there for you, Nick. Good, good. But I, I mean, I think it's too early. I think I think August is too, especially. It's not well, too early. It's not. It, the tenth of August is too early. Like if it was like the last week of August, I'd say oh, kind of okay. But there's, there's nothing else going on, is there? Like if you're there in yeah. August, then you may as well do it. It's heartbreaking when you have to come home. I mean, obviously we're not allowed over there just yet. Yeah, but. Um, when you've got to fly home and you're so close, you've saved up for like maybe three, four years for that holiday, and you're going to miss the Halloween party by a matter of weeks or days even. I mean, we missed the food and wine by one day once, and it, we've never been, and I'd love to go. So I, I, I'm all for it. I mean, do you think, do you think the reason why um, that they've started it so early now is because of international guests in general. I mean, I know this year is obviously anomaly last year, but do you, do you think that's why? In, in a way, or sorry, in, in order to get the most the most amount of money, let's be honest, it's a money-making scheme, but, but also to allow those guests that will only be able to go in the summer to be able to do it. And if that is yeah. the reason, if that is the reason, why not start it in July? Well, why not? But it's also COVID as well, isn't it? So if they just crammed it into four weeks or eight weeks, um, then they'll have a problem with sellouts. Obviously, this is this is they've they've got proof they've they've got concept of this, hasn't it? Because they've done these three-hour events after park closing in the past, and the park is really quiet. It's really quiet. You can walk on the rides. I can't remember what they were called the other ones that they've done like two years ago, three years ago. It's like Disney After Hours, isn't it? Disney After Hours. Yeah, we are, copyright. And um, they're spreading the nights out to spread the the guests out, surely. Mm. You know, it's all part of it. It's all carefully managed COVID management, surely. they were doing this. Well, no, because they were doing this before before. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it started mid-August in 2019. It did, because Craig was there. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, and I mean, uh, when when do you normally when do you normally go to Florida? It was after. It was around the fifteenth when we went. Maybe the sixteenth. Yeah, um, that we went to that event. It might even no. Uh, no. I think it was the last night of the holiday. Actually, I think we come home the next day. Kerry is listening to this. Going. I looked. <laughs> I looked it up. Um, so in two thousand and nineteen, they did thirty six nights of Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, and it started August sixteenth. Yeah, that was our last night then. So essentially, they've they've extended it by a week, yeah. which Craig is saying is 
only because there's a COVID pandemic going on and not they for any other reason right now. They did 36 in, in 2019. What if they're doing 50 nights now? It all makes sense. They might do, they might do more nights. I think you need to have a think about your maths, young man. Why? If you think seven extra days is... Yeah, but they don't do Mickey's not so scary every night of the week. No, in normal not, times. They're not gonna do they're not gonna do this every night of the week either. No, well that's we... not fifty days. If you're doing September and, and October and half of November, but you give over fifty days, you're gonna reduce capacity on them ticketed events, aren't you? Hmm. I think the only shame about this is that it yeah, pretty much guarantees that people with young kids just won't go because it, it starts at nine. Mm. Yeah, looking at the comments on the Disney Parks blog article, a lot of people are giving out about the fact that it's that bit later because it only starts at nine and even some nights it doesn't start till half nine. I think I think you're massively underestimating this, Ryan. Yeah, like, we've took we've took babies to both Halloween events. You just sit we in the pram and go to sleep. Yeah, when we went to Mickey's Not So Scary, admittedly this was obviously pre-kids. But that started, I think, about half seven or eight. Um, and we were there till probably about half twelve. And there were kids running about. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's it's an there occasion. Are. It's not a it's not a nightly thing that you're gonna be doing. So one night where you go, right, kids, you can stay up late. That's you know, and where do they want to stay up? Where or where you where are you gonna get them to stay up? A theme park. A Disney theme park, so I, I I agree, but I think that when you consider Mickey's not so scary, it's, it's starting at seven. Like the candy starts at seven, they're high on sugar for the entire night. I think it, I think it just seems a bit cheap on Disney's part to start this two hours later. Hmm. Probably you can, you the exact can, same amount. You can get in from oh, seven. Really. You can, but the the event doesn't start till nine. Yeah, it is what it is, isn't it? So I think they, it's a bit of a shame. Do we know the prices? It hasn't said. No. It just next says week, that I think, be, isn't it? Yeah, from next month they'll be um, on offer. Well, I think, if I remember rightly, Craig, the pricing was kind of tiered. So, depending on yeah. when you were going, like you know, so August was cheaper, obviously, than um, than September. Near it got to October, the more expensive it got, and, and obviously some nights were going to be more expensive than others because of where they fell in the week. But well, yeah. this isn't Mickey's Not So Scary, though. This is an after-hours event. And they've they've typically been priced at $129 each. Yeah, but you're but you're not getting so with with those um with those after hours events, you were getting things, weren't you? It wasn't just like but you're getting candy before. and stuff. So I reckon get... I'd just throw that in. They have ice creams and unlimited soft drinks, I think, but definitely yeah. ice creams, Mickey Mickey bars and stuff at them events. And at this event, I presume they're going to have um, trick-or-treating. Yeah, they, they are, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, they phrased it as candy stops. Yeah. And you've never seen um, anything like it at them candy stops because people are foaming at the mouth because little Johnny didn't get a Snickers bar and they're climbing over each other. It's madness. So they've got to manage that as well. I I think it'll all be pre-packed and you'll get issues with, like when you walk in on Mickey's Not So Scary, they give you a little little starter pack, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. 
I think they'll do something similar and and they'll all just be starter packs. I don't think they'll be diving their hands into big bags of candy and throwing candy into your bag. I don't think they'll be doing that. Probably not. They might do. I mean, I guess they might if, if they they wear they might wear gloves and just chuck them into bags. And you got to remember as well that these, you know, what they're distributing are wrapped candy. Yeah. Right. Isn't that there's no like loose sweets or anything like that. Everything is is in a bag or in a in a wrapper. So. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me if they've got dispensers. Do you know what I mean? Where you just kind of like not fill your boots, but like you know, you you twist a crank or something, and some candy falls out, and then you move on. I'm just going to grab a barrel and leave. Yeah, <laughs> well, we know what you're like. Speaking of what you're like, um, <laughs> because um, Sinead, you've not been to Mickey's Not So Scary, have you? I have. You yes. have. Yeah. Oh, actually, I remember you talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I I know what I dressed up as when I went to Mickey's Not So Scary. But um, before I go around and ask anyone else if they dressed up, Ryan, do you want to tell us about what happened when you dressed up for Mickey's Not So Scary? What, I dressed up a stitch? Yeah. What, what do you mean, what happened? Am I forgetting something? Well, you dress up as Stitch, yeah? Yeah. What What was your Stitch costume? Oh yeah, it, I mean it was it was a very nice stitch onesie in Florida. Yeah, yeah, but Ryan. I looked cool. I looked cool. It was a very it was a very you good physically cool, but yeah. <laughs> did no, you smell cool. I did actually. I, I put on like triple deodorant, so I was still good by the end, by the end of the night. I'd like Donna to verify that, please, and thank you, <laughs> Donna. Please leave a review with, with your comments. She's sensibly dressed as Lilo, so. Ah, smart move. That is that is sensibly dressed. Um, yeah, yeah, it was kind. it was unbelievable. Well, I mean, the thing is, just wearing anything like that in Florida is just a bad idea, isn't it? Yeah, the, I mean, I've done it three times now. The I'm same onesie, just, yeah, the same onesie. I'm mean, gonna do wash it. It walks itself to Florida. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I um... the last the last time I did it in 2019. It it was it was too much. I couldn't keep it on for the whole night. I had to I had to change it to my shorts and t shirt. See, the last time I I not when I went to Mickey's not so scary, when I went to the, the Disneyland Paris Halloween event that year as well, um I wore a Avengers like nano suit, I suppose, that was kind of like a jumpsuit. But because it was it was France, I had the opposite problem to Ryan. So I had to wear thermals under mine. I was going to say, those DLP soirees get real cold. Oh, don't mm, they just? Yeah, they do. Don't they just? So, yes, I had a thermal top and thermal uh, leggings on underneath. I was not messing around. Um, did it you... was quite, kind of worth it, though, because I had loads of people comment on on the costume, um, and there were loads of other people dressed as Stitch, but in really cheap costumes, so I felt pretty cool. <laughs> you would have probably commenting on you, because like thinking, what the hell is he doing wearing that here yeah. in this heat? Um, Sinead, did you did you dress up when you went to Mickey's Not So Scary? I did, but for some reason I didn't dress as a Disney character. I dressed as uh-huh. Wednesday Adams. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea why I thought that was a good idea. I think I just had a Wednesday dress, so I was like, sure, yeah. I'll bring this with me. Oh, fair enough. I mean, there's no there's no kind of rule there, is there? Nah. Uh, I, I wouldn't have frowned. I wouldn't yeah. have found upon, upon that. But when I went to the DLP soiree, uh, I insisted that me, Kate, and her little sister dressed up as Lock, Shock, and Barrels. So when we met nice. with people, we'd be on brand. So that was much better. 
the, the bane of my life not meeting Oogie Boogie that night. Um, Craig, have Get you off. ever dressed up? Not so I cheaped out. I wore a Superman t-shirt with a cape Velcro on the back. Jesus. And the second time I went, none of the family would dress up, so none of us dressed up. We were all miserable. Oh, oh. That's so lame. Boring. Yeah. I'd love to go... Big, epic, like, 50 people costume. I don't know. Oh, exactly. That would have been great. They could have gone as a Chinese dragon. You could have gone the whole, as the whole, the whole Avengers. <laughs> oh, imagine. You could have gone as a human centipede. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's that's what they do. Um, Actually, not having the nana. <laughs> I um, I uh, wanted to go to the um, Mickey's Not So Scary as Tron because uh, they had well, it wasn't as Tron it was a Sam thing because uh, we went the year that Tron Legacy came out so they, they had like the costumes in the Halloween shops could I find one in stock no so in the end I went as a pirate bought some nice pirate accessories Lindsay did some makeup for me and uh, she went as a witch oh um, nice. so she didn't have a costume um, <laughs> yeah, to be to be to be fair like um that joke doesn't really work because she does dress like a witch. Um, it's not that's that's how she likes to roll, and I'm not I'm not knocking her for it. Um, so I, I suppose I suppose it's kind of good news that they're they're doing something for Halloween. Obviously, they didn't do anything for Halloween last year, but I think it's also a sign of the times with what they're doing that yeah. you know we are still fully in pandemic mode, aren't we? Mm. So it's brilliant, which is not malarkey. Um, <laughs> Ryan, did you have any news that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, um, a couple of bits. First bit Beverly Soda is definitely returning to yeah, Cup yeah. Cool this summer. I did see this, I did see this. Yeah, um, so exciting, I D- suppose. Disney confirmed it on TikTok, of course, I did. <laughs> Why, like, yeah, why, why, why not? Disney Parks seem to be communicating everything via TikTok nowadays. As one does. They're about five years behind. Disney, it's like steering the Titanic, don't forget. Oh, just, just... Too soon. The Titanic malarkey. Um, so, so according to where I can find information, right, so basically Wikipedia. Um, <laughs> Beverly was discontinued in 2009 in Italy. Where did he get this Beverly from? Maybe that's why it tastes so gross. It's just like leftover stuff from 2009. It's Basically, it is literally now being made um, for the World of Coca-Cola Museum. That they, they, They've got three. Of course they've got three. Why not? Uh, anyone that's interested, there's a World of Coca-Cola in Atlanta. Uh, Georgia and less. Oh no, sorry, Atlanta, Georgia. That is the the city in the state, um, and Las Vegas, um, in Nevada, and at the Coca Cola store, Disney Springs, and Club Call. Now I don't yep. know if that's. Uh, has anyone been to the Coca Cola store to check if they they sell Beverly they, in they, there? They, they sell it in there, yeah. Okay, so it's so it's it's still being manufactured for that purpose and that purpose only. <laughs> But Beverly's so bad, you can't buy it outside of that. 
Maybe they need to sell it then. It's weird, isn't it? It's, it's not, not a good weird. drink. No, it's not a good drink. Are you excited um, for Piper to, to try Peverly? Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be like giving around lemon, but 10 times worse. Oh, my God. You've done that already? I've done the lemon, yeah. Oh, man. No reaction. We did. Could not we care. did oh, really? a lemon. Yeah. We, I love it. We did Grace in Magic Kingdom in, um, what's the Italian restaurant on um, Main Street? Tony's. Tony's, yeah. We give a lemon in there and videoed it. We've got it somewhere. Crying, hysterical spot. <laughs> Um, so do we do we have an open date for this yet, Ryan? No, it's just in in the summer. I think I don't think we've got. No, there's no opening date just yet. But I would assume all of the favourites will be back, and the not so favourites like Beverly. I'm intrigued to see what way they do it with like the restrictions and whatnot. Like, well, they've just opened up the. Stuff. Well, they've just opened up the beverage machines in hotels and things, so you can use them yourself now. Oh, okay. So, well, that happened, I think that happened like two or three weeks ago, where previously you'd have to basically knock on the door of your of, of the quick service, and someone would go, or oh, you give them your mug, or, and then they could fill it up for you. But now you can go and fill it up. Oh, that's good. So I think maybe we might see it return in its old format, but it still feels a bit odd if you've got like fifty people crowded around one machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Fair enough. Well, I suppose I don't want to announce it opening too soon because otherwise you'll get the crowds like Universal been getting to try and go go on Velocicoaster. I, th- I think yeah. everyone will be itching that much to try Beverly again. So uh, they'll be queuing around the block. Well, look um, at the queue for Gideon's when that opened. That was ridiculous. Yeah, but that's just bloggers, isn't it? I, su- I suppose the, the difference here. I suppose the difference Esky here is bloggers. Is, uh, this this is just reopening something that's existed before. New location. And obviously, I'm sure oh. it will look a bit different, but there'll um, be a big queue of bloggers and vloggers and podcasters. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't. I'll look, be there, Brian. Don't don't lump don't us in. Lump with us that. in. Don't lump. Oh, if I was that. in Epcot, I'd be there day one. I'm not. I'm you know throwing myself into the mix. Yeah, but would you turn around to cast members and say, "Don't you know who I am?" Oh, well, I'd assume they already knew who I would be. So, <laughs> well, that's the correct ah, answer. Ah, it's Lou Mangiello. <laughs> Yeah, based on the the large amount of uh, of weight I've gained during lockdown, they would assume that I'm Lou Mangello. Oh, no, 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 sorry, mate. No, Ryan. No, Ryan. I wouldn't think you're Lou Mangello. They would think you're Lou Mangello. <laughs> and taxi just, hasn't gone away flick, yet, Nick. Flick the belly. Flick the belly. I think. Look, I think that's a great comedy spoof character. We can't get him on the show, so I think we should introduce this comedy character until we can get the real man on. So, Lou, if you're listening. Uh, answer our emails. Uh, he's got to defend himself paid. now. <laughs> and if not, the character starts next next episode. Um, what else did you uh, have for us, Ryan? I had um, Festival of the Lion King is back open after being closed for a year. Wowzers. Yeah. Um, so they um, they opened it, I think it was last late last week. Actually, no, the weekend it was. Um, Saturday. So yeah, they've started it again. It's cool to hey, see on the shows. weekends performing in the show. What? Yeah. Well, they've, they've had to up the game, haven't they? They've had to up the, up the game. Yeah. Um, I it's, did hear though; it's not a complete show. No, it's not. They've 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 changed it. But I thought this was an interesting one to bring back first 
given that it's completely indoors and the likes of Indiana Jones, Phantasmic are more, I mean, I know Indiana Jones is enclosed, but it feels quite airy compared to Festival of the Lion King. I mean, assuming it's more to do with cast members being in close proximity than it is the guests. Can you remind me what the seating is like in Festival of the Lion King? It's like, yeah, benches inside. Oh, so it's like Indiana Jones then? Yeah. No, it's it's in a building. It's in a proper building. With no, no. But so what I meant was like so when you go to Indiana Jones because I've only been to Festival of the Lion King once, so I could remember. But um, at Indiana Jones, it's all benches, and you just yeah. have to slide along. So yeah, it's like thinking, a it's like a baseball, a basketball court. Them, that yeah, that is, type yeah. of seating. Yeah. So it's the benches that they can move the benches. I think move them around, but it's four corners basically for the four yeah. animals, and you get to be a zebra, a lion. An elephant and a giraffe, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah I think that's right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but it, it's a big area, and they've got big, massive air conditioning going on, and they'll have upgraded their filters and and everything. People are going on cruise lines with new filters. They can sit in a in a warehouse with new filters, can't they? It's not a problem. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I completely agree. I just it, I just thought it was a strange one to bring back first. Yeah, considering yeah. something like Nemo is in a proper theatre, isn't it? And well, Fantastic is... is completely outside. Yeah. Even for cast members, completely outside for the most yeah. part. Well, also as well, all of the uh, all of the actors in, in Fantastic are as far away from the audience as you could possibly yeah. get. Yeah, exactly. Really, there's no chance of catching anything there. Um, but, but yeah, it's I, good. Yeah, it is. But I, I've already seen people getting really... Arsy about the fact that the tumbling monkeys are not uh, have not returned. Yeah, well, no, I, I feel like I mean for me they are the best bit of the show. I feel like you have to kind of accept that they are running a show in the middle of a pandemic, but at the same time, you think you probably could have brought them back if the cast members have been willing to do like two COVID tests a week, like a lot of the world is. Mm. You know, there's you know, my wife has to go to work every day and take two. COVID tests and is in close proximity with loads of people. I get that this is a big corporation. They don't want cast members suing them, but I mean, you feel like they'd be covered. I I wonder if it's more to do with furlough and, you know, is it just a case that the, the, the people they had in to be the tumbling monkeys are not available anymore? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it could be. Or is it because of their interaction with the audience that they... I mean, they could have rejigged it, to be fair. You didn't have to do the stuff in the crowd or anything, but... Um, or, or just... do a lot with the crowd. They just uh, pull one person out from each area and say, doing a, an impression of a zebra. That's what, that's what I mean. Like um, what, what I mean is that they could have quite easily, you know, cut any audience-like uh, interaction with those if that was the problem i don't think it's that um, maybe they can only bring a percentage back of cast members while everything's still restricted maybe you need more paying people coming through the turnstiles to afford the staff coming back maybe maybe it is all related to the furlough well i mean performers i, I imagine in that kind of line of work are not going to be paid the same as somebody you know in a mickey mouse costume I'm no, assuming you think it's so. more specialised work. Yeah, you would assume so. 
but then you'd nice. also think that there'd be a lot of those around at the minute given that nothing is happening it's probably yeah. one of the only shows happening in the us at the minute yes but at the same time you know we um, i can't i don't know what america's doing with, with live entertainment at the moment but i do know that um you know we're getting ready for shows to start reopening in the uk west end in new york's opening in september full 100 reopening well i mean the, the west end is opening from next month in london but it's not it that will be with restrictions and that is only going to be certain shows but what i mean is is that you know your certain and stuff like that i think i don't think they're, they're back operating in vegas yet but i know that they have been doing at least test runs in vegas so those kind of shows are coming back i think we'll see more and more of this happen in the next few months at disney as the summer comes in we saw the covid numbers drop anyway last summer i think with the combination of vaccines in summer i think we'll see more shows come back potentially some more restrictions because i know i know a lot of the performing cast members are what are deemed as equity cast members so i think they are like equity actors so i don't think they have the same kind of agreements with disney as a, like a lot of standard cast members for lack of a better way of phrasing it yeah i think they have different contracts and also i mean if you look back at you know when this first kicked off um you know the amount of even when the part starts to reopen the amount of live you know streetmosphere or live entertainment or performers that they just got rid of yep so you know it could it could well be as well that you know as well as finding work elsewhere it could just be they didn't want to come back yeah because they could go yep. and work for somebody else even if that job isn't there right now if you're if you've got you know those kind of skills you will be able to get work with a certain soleil or um you know a company you know like circus acts or stuff like that do you know what i mean like you're not restricted to work just at disney in one show so no universal doing the born spectacular again she can go do some work there um so one if that if that is a combination of of factors but not it's got nothing to do with the audience or um the actual pandemic itself not being allowed them to perform just the situation in general and what they've caused with um the furloughing but i guess we won't know yeah. unless one of the monkeys speaks but good news to see something opening again at disney hmm um, and the last bit, and I must apologise to Sinead in advance of this, but <gasps> they've just added a new dish to Acelia, which looks uh-huh. incredible. And it is a, a new version of the cheese and meats board that comes with a beef fat candle. I should probably apologise to you as well, Nick. Jesus um, Christ. A beef, beef fat, fat candle. Horrific. Yeah. So they light it as they bring it to your table. And then as the candle starts to melt, you then butter the beef fat on your bread and oh, have it with your cheese and meats. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god, I hate that. That is oh, safe to you on whalebone plates. <laughs> it does look amazing. Oh, it sounds absolute this is the thing. I mean obviously I, I'm I'm more kind of repulsed by this kind of stuff now that I don't I don't touch it. But I remember the first time I was in America and I saw like the double down, the KFC double down. And I was just like, that looks horrendous. And eventually, I, I had to try one when they came to the UK just to say that I've, I've tried one. And it was as awful as I expected it to be. It was just... What's, 
What what was a double down? Yeah, I Dub- have no idea what you're talking about. A double down, a courtesy double down was essentially um a chicken burger, but the the buns of the burger were two fillet burgers and the chicken burger part was just some cheese. Hmm. So cheese in the middle. Yeah, of two of um, two chicken fillets, basically. I'm down with that one. I'm double downing. I'm double downing. That doesn't awful. sound as weird as this bloody candle thing. And look, I am not oh. a squeamish vegetarian by any stretch of the imagination. I generally couldn't give a rat's ass what people eat, but that sounds horrific. And the I, put, I put the link in the well. chat. I put the link in the chat. It does. It does look quite appetising. It, like, it sounds always good podcast content, by the way, as well. I, I know, but it gives us something to talk about. <laughs> I just want to see what the candle. Oh, it is a legit candle. Oh, I hate it. Oh, oh no, gods! That is absolutely grim. I mean, I mean to to be fair, looks like a nightlight. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, that that board in general looks pretty rancid. Like. I, I don't know. I'd eat it. You know what? They should have called it the Brexit platter. It is so gammony. I mean, I've got no idea what that. I I can't, I can't point Beef to it. That candle. It's so, like a character off um, that podcast we're listening to. What's it called? I don't know. I can't remember. Um. So so Ryan, have you got any idea? what is in front of the beef fat candle. So I can see the bread behind it, but what is that in front of it? I've no idea. I've no like idea. Beef? Yeah, but looks what's like on it? Kind of... Some oh. sort of like mustard. Yeah, it looks like corned beef or something. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know what's ne- next to it. looks like a bit of mango. Tongue. The, the thing in the middle is horrific looking. It's all yes. pink. It looks like yeah. a bit of cheesecake in the background, but I'm yeah, assuming that's cheese. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? It's probably it's probably a cheesecake made with like pork fat or yeah, something probably. just to balance it out. The, the mean, thing is, it, it is they're literally same, serving giblets now giblets. at Disney. That's yeah. how they're hard done to in Disney trying to get the money back. Here's your offal. Get your offal down, yeah. I tell you what, Ryan. This this is the podcast for you, right? You know, all of these words you've never heard or you haven't heard in a long time. Offal, giblets, through lounge. Um, it just looks absolutely horrific. I mean, the, the thing now, and Sinead, I don't, did you, would you, did you ever eat meat? Or have you always been yeah. vegetarian? Yeah, no, I turned veggie when I was like 18. Okay. So you must have, you must have got to a point in your life where, as you say, like, I, I tolerate it. Like, I, if I go out with somebody and they want to eat like meat, it doesn't offend me or anything like that. No. But there are certain things, there's, there's a smell of certain things that does make lamb. my stomach kind of like turn. Oh, and, and that lamb. candle. Oh, yeah, lamb is, yeah, lamb is definitely lost. Do you know what's something that freaks me out and I actually can't cope with it? I mean, we're massively going off topic, but still. You know when people have like bone marrow and things? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a place in Dublin that does bone marrow mash. And like the thoughts of bone marrow in general freak me out. But the thoughts of putting that in mash, like I won't go to that restaurant, even though they have veggie options, but I refuse to go because the thoughts of there just being like a bowl of bone marrow somewhere in the kitchen freaks me out and I can't mentally I'll, cope with it. I'll be totally honest. Like I haven't, I didn't have a big dinner and I'm starting to get quite hungry. <laughs> My help. brother in law eats the meat. He, um, he sucks the bone and gets all the bone marrow out. <laughs> I, hang on. I will clip that. <laughs> I will clip that and send that to your sister-in-law. Yeah, my brother-in-law eats the meat. He licks the he bone. Does. 
He sucks it out. He sucks the marrow out the bone. Yeah, he does. Sucks the bone. No, I can't. He's just, I just don't. absolutely grim. It doesn't look it doesn't look incredible, but it's the cellular, so it's gonna be of high quality. That's about yeah. eight hundred pounds worth of meat there then. It is um twenty one dollars. What? I'll have yeah. two. Oh, I was expecting it to be way more expensive. Yeah, yeah it is an appetizer, it's twenty one dollars. That's definitely awful then. So it's not a Yankee candle, it's a Canuck candle, is that right? Yeah, it's a it's a Poundland candle. Yeah. Um Right before we go, before we talk about your your uh, your segment, Ryan, let's call it that. Um, I thought we should mention the the masks situation because I I see a lot of people, especially in the UK, especially the UK, really um, the talking UK. about you know when can we go without masks and you know what's the latest news on the masks and, and this that and the other. So, so where are we at now? Because I, um, I, I know or the last I saw, and this is only last week. The last I saw was you can remove your your mask now for photos, and that's been a thing for a few weeks. But yeah, it's looking like they are going to at least in the state of Florida drop the mask mandate. But that doesn't necessarily mean Disney will follow suit. Is there Dis- any more on that? Disney and Universal have both agreed to follow CDC advice, which is in crowded places to keep masks. So outdoors and indoors, both at Universal and Disney, masks are remaining for now. Um, The only difference is, and I don't know if this, I don't think this has changed at Disney yet, but Universal, they've reduced the distance that you have to stand from people from six feet to three feet. I mean, it's, it's basically next to nothing. You may as well just be standing next to someone. Um, so I would assume Disney, if they haven't done so already, will be following suit. But masks are remaining because I, the thinking is, if you're getting people closer together, you could probably increase capacity. But the safest way of doing that is by keeping masks. Fair enough. So there's your update there. I, I did see as well, and I don't know if you've spoken to Simon Craig, but I did see today that Virgin said they're not setting any flights to the US until July. Yeah, um, it was on, um, we recorded Morlando, I think it came out yesterday. Yeah. Um, his holiday got kiboshed, basically. It bit the dust, he was going in June. So, yeah, sad. I, he got all his money back. It was all very painless. Quite clinical, in fact. He didn't have to speak to a human. It was all just done online. But I mean, that was the trip, if I remember rightly, that was the one where he had the really cheap um, upgrade. He got a really good up- upgrade. Yeah, he was flying back. Um, I think it was business class on the way back. Yeah, gutted. Well, yeah, because the thing is, even if he's got his money back, if he reschedules that holiday to later this year or even the same time next year, he's not going to get that. No, he won't get the same quality yet upgrade. I don't think. No, uh, it's a bummer. It is a bummer, but you know we we've had um, in England we had our our list of countries that we are allowed to travel to at the moment, like the first ones that we we're allowed to travel to. The US isn't on that list. I think a lot of people were surprised by that, and that's obviously why think- Virgin have stepped in and said what they've they've saved. Um, but I think people were looking at the uh, amount of of Americans now that have had the vaccine and thought, well, that's that's similar. 
you know, they're moving at a, a quite a quick pace. But the other thing that I've been hearing as well is that a lot of Americans aren't going for their second shot. Yeah. It's quite high, I think. It's like, last I saw, I think it was like 8 9%. 89%? 8 or 9%, sorry. Oh, sorry. <laughs> what, that haven't gone for their second? Yeah, I thought was a lot. I thought was a couple of weeks ago, so it might have changed since then. Yeah. Have you seen New York are looking at bringing in a vaccination tourism? So, do you know the Johnson & Johnson one-shot? Mm. No more teams so, formula. Exactly. Um, at all the big tourist areas, so when you're going up the Empire State or whatever you're doing, they will be offering, and it hasn't been passed yet, but they're talking about it, they'll be offering uh, a vaccine if you haven't had one. If you want a vaccine, go and get it at the um, Statue of Liberty or, or, or wherever. So imagine if they did something like that in Disney. But that doesn't, I don't understand the science behind that because with any of the vaccines, and I mean, if I remember rightly, they stopped giving the Johnson & Johnson one out. Like they've only been given Moderna and Pfizer, I think. I think Johnson & Johnson's back now. Okay. But, but regardless, they certainly weren't giving it for a while. But with any vaccine, it's taking about two weeks for it to to kick in. Yeah, yeah. Like but to, at to least it's peak anyway. At least the people are. So if you were going to Disney and while you're at Disney, you can get the vaccine, and you've been old enough because you're a, a bit of a weirdo or whatever, you don't want the vaccine, but it's there. You might just go and get it, mightn't you? I I don't. If think Mickey's given it. If Mickey's giving it, yeah, you know, you it's get your a only free way, Mickey bar. It's your only way to get a close photo with Mickey is to get a vaccine. You might get all the strikers, mate. Yeah, that actually, I was, I was taking the Mick, but <laughs> taking the Mick, but actually, you know, that could be a unique photo opportunity, couldn't it? You know, <laughs> Mickey with a comedy needle. Oh, who is <laughs> it? Is it Doc McStuffins? Is that is that Doc McStuffins? Yeah, yeah, I believe Genius. Parks, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm Captain Vaccine. <laughs> Coming to Disney Junior this year. Um, yeah, so so at the moment we are still not allowed to um, to travel to America for holidays, but um, that gets reviewed every few weeks. I'm assuming at some point there will be some agreement reached between. Because I think that's just, the reason why it's, it's just say haven't... you're going for business. <laughs> yeah, go say you're going for business. Um, but yeah, I, I do expect that we will be able to travel later this summer. Um, so if you have booked for, um, you know, July, August, September, I reckon you, you there's a good chance if you've had your vaccines, you'll be allowed to go. But, um, yeah, I mean, technically yeah. Greg, if, if we were going this year, which we're not, that's not a, that's not a double bluff. We're not, but if we were. Um, we could have said that we was going for business purposes because we would have been recording podcast content. Oh. So any time that we decide to go for um, our long weekend for Halloween Horror Nights, then that is a business trip, officially. Because this is um, a little business. I'll, I'll figure out how to make that. So. Um, was there any other news? Excellent. Um, in that case... Ryan, you've been keeping a little secret, you dirty little stop out. So do you want to explain what's been going on? Yeah, so I potentially made the stupidest decision I've 
made in my life or one of the best decisions I've made in my life. You 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 agreed to come on this podcast. They're the best kind interview. of decisions to be fair. Yeah. I've seen are, some are. of your footwear. <laughs> <laughs> if you see me in uh, Mickey's Not So Scary, you know I make a lot of stupid decisions. Mm. Um, and I booked a trip to Walt Disney World in late August and surprised my wife for her 30th birthday a couple of weeks ago. So that was, it was, yeah, I had to keep it a secret for like a few weeks, which was awful. It was so how was, how was Piper with, with keeping the secret? Like she didn't, she didn't blurt it out or anything. So uh, she kept, she kept trying to grab like, you know, Mickey and Minnie outfits from her wardrobe. And it was a bit of a nightmare to be honest, but mm. she managed you to keep your olds. Managed to keep it under wraps, but yeah. So we, I, I made some some fake tickets, and she uh, and dressed careful, up as a. Hang on, careful what you admit to on this podcast, right? Because these do <laughs> listen to this. So if they've yeah. heard that you've made some fake tickets, yeah, I made some fake tickets, and then I've said, I've basically on a map, I've plotted out all the different fountains where we can drink. <laughs> uh-huh. just, for, just for our TikTok. Uh, so I made some fake tickets. Uh, we went actually to Drusilla's. I dressed Piper in a cow outfit to say, oh, we're going to Drusilla's. And then as as my wife was opening her other birthday card, I took the cow outfit off and underneath Piper was dressed as Minnie Mouse. And then she opened the tickets. And was, was her reaction uh, what you hoped it would be? Oh, absolutely. I mean, she uh, she cried when she found out we were going to Drusilla's. So <laughs> just... Disney was a whole different level. Do we want to? Do we want to explain what Drusilla's is? Yeah, it's kind of. It's basically like a small zoo slash. I don't want to call it a theme park, but it's it's got rides in it for, for young kids. You get to pick your own dinner. Yeah, I'll have I'll have three meerkats, please. Thanks very much. <laughs> I'll have that leg of lamb. <laughs> yeah, that three-legged one that's hopping around. I'll have the back leg. See that cow there? Get me a candle. <laughs> so so what so you said you booked for for august and, and obviously i mean the reason why you're saying this is crazy is because um booking it's COVID, it now. like it is it's covid i know and I, I know it's covid and the thing is when, when i was going through the booking process both my wife and i are now both fully vaccinated um which is a big tick obviously we don't really know what's going to be happening with kids but they're not getting vaccinated in the u.s or the UK, at least not as young as, as Piper. Um, so we kind of think that she'll be all right to, to travel as well. And then when you're looking at booking series, I booked flights through um, BA and the trip. Uh, pretty through, the plane. Sorry. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and the trip through. I'm out of taxis now. <laughs> yeah. rank Both of them, like if, if I have to cancel or change the flights, BA will just give me vouchers. You know, I will be going back to Orlando at some point. And Disney, you can cancel up to the day before and they'll move it for you. So in terms of the risk of losing money, it's next to none. Uh, the only key difference I thought would be the prices going up, which they inevitably be, they, they will, of course, when America gets added to the green list, which is why I actually booked it when I did, because I thought if they do get added to the green list, these prices are going to go up. Yeah. So I actually, was, I actually booked BA's version of... Um, Premier, um, for very, very little more than the economy. And to to be honest, um, 
you know, I, I was looking last week because I knew that the announcement was upcoming for the first list of greenest countries. And so I thought, well, I'll just have a look to see because I knew and it will and it will happen. Like the day that they announce that we can travel to America again, everybody's gonna be jumping on to book holidays. So you um, know that algorithm. Well, exactly. So that algorithm is going to go like it's going to be beside itself and those prices are going to go skyrocketing up. Yep. So I thought, you know, so so I think it's it's obviously smart on it the one be. hand what you've done. It could be. <laughs> but on the other hand, it's obviously ridiculously reckless. But this is going to be, this is the first year birthday trip, but also um, it will be the first time that you uh, can, can take Piper. So, um, hmm. you know, what, has anyone, has anyone like, you know, commented on that at all? Um, not really. I mean, the, the main reason, one of the other reasons I wanted to book for this year is because I just thought, well, the mask rule, the mask rule is going to be around for a while, which I mean, I've said on, on this show before that I'm, I totally get, I'm behind the science every step of the way. Obviously I've got, I've got vaccinated as soon as I could. Um, but with under twos, they don't have to wear masks in, in Disney or at Universal. Um, and I'm thinking if masks do persist until next year, there is no way that I'm going to be able to get a two-year-old to wear a mask for eight hours of a day. It's just not happening. There is, there's no chance. So I thought, well, if we go this summer and it is possible, then she won't, Piper won't have to wear a mask. And she's used to Donna and I having to wear masks anyway. So it's just going to be us suffering in the heat rather than, than us trying to wrestle with a two-year-old who doesn't want to wear a mask because it's too hot and she's never had to wear a mask before. Now, Craig, I know that you've obviously been uh, to Disney World with with babies. Um, yeah. What, what age you first take your girls? Um, our Eve was five. Our Grace was eight months. And okay. An eight-month-old is an absolute doddle. Just a dream. Yeah. Um, we took her again when she was 18 months and yeah that was interesting um, but on the whole it was a joy there was just a few more tantrums and stuff like that because um, you do stay out you always stay out too long mm-hmm. you always stay out you can't help it you're in Disney it's what you do um, and then we've been with with Carla's kids, with Rose when she was a baby, and then with the twins last year. Yeah. You know, last year we had a toddler and babies. And it's a, it's a different pace. It's an absolutely different pace. But it's still brilliant. Yeah, and I suppose the thing is, and I mean, obviously, Ryan, this really applies to you. Like, this isn't your first rodeo, right? So you know that this holiday, and, and obviously, I hope it goes ahead. Um but this holiday is not going to be your your usual Disney no. holiday um, because of I mean you can still do things obviously like baby uh, baby swap which isn't before anyone asks the question uh, it's not where you swap with somebody else's baby uh, but um, you know you got stuff like that but you you will obviously be planning your days differently to how you would have done previously. Yeah, and I mean, we've we've already booked because of the way the you know the system works. We've already booked all of our park passes, um, and the the majority of the time we're at Magic and and Animal, and and there is a lot of Epcot as well because actually there's more to do 
for what, what will should be kind of 14, 15 months at the time. There's more to do at Epcot for, for a child of that age than I actually thought there would be. Um, Hollywood Studios is basically a write-off. There is, there is nothing to do for a child of that age at Hollywood Studios other than Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and um, Midway Mania um, because all of the shows are currently off. Uh, otherwise, if the shows were there, there's, there's stuff to do. So we're at Hollywood Studios a couple of times just because, you know, I want to get on Rise of the Resistance. Um, there's a couple of things that obviously Donna wants to do as well, and we'll just take it in turns looking after Piper. You know, that's not too big of a, of a problem. But is, yeah, is, for the is most fast, part. Is fast Pass is cancelled at the moment? Yeah. The only, well, the only thing you can, you have to book still is Rise of the Resistance. Right. But yeah, I everything mean, else. I mean, the, the child swap in Disney works quite well, basically. You just go up to the, the cast member on the entrance. Um, you point out, there's my wife, there's my baby. And they'll just give them a ticket and you go on the ride. And then when you get off it, they can take, so she can take Piper off and have an ice cream or whatever while you're mm. going on the ride. And then 15 minutes later, whatever, you get off the ride. And then she just takes that ticket and walks straight on the ride. She just she'll just go up the fast pass queue or whatever and go straight to the front. Um, so it does work quite well. And if the fast passes were a thing, you could cheat the system and get six fast passes a day potentially. I know people do have done it. Yeah, that's a good point. Because so think- you you just book fast passes and then she does the kiddie swap and then she books fast passes and you do the kiddie swap. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so, Craig, if you got because obviously you would be going or, or you've gone traditionally at a similar time to when Ryan is going. Yeah. Um. You know, I've 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 never been in August, so I don't have anything. But obviously, we're talking about a young child here as well. So, what advice would you would you give to Ryan? Well, baby sweat a lot, so. Um, we got the lightest material pram that we could. Um, it was just like a mother care um, light one. like. And then we got the, the mother-in-law actually um, modified a towel, a nice absorbent towel, if you will, for the baby to lie on. And um, put the char- she cut holes in it and stitched them and stuff like that so that the straps could still go through and the towel lay there. And then we just dressed baby in a vest, literally mm-hmm. in a vest. Mm-hmm. We only got it dressed up. You know, if we were going in to meet Anna and Elsa, you'd put the, the Anna and Elsa dress on and then you'd take the dress off when you come out. Um, we also had, it was in, is Mother Care still alive? Uh, online, I think. They're online. So... I'll try and find it. Um, and so it clipped on and it was basically a great big um, sun visor. And it was just, again, it was just cloth. It was just cotton, but it went over the entire front of the pram. So, and you could move it in line with the sun. And all we had all holiday was, where did you get that? Where did you get that? And it was mother care. I don't know if they still do them or not. I'll get Kerry on the case. Um, and, and fans, you know the little clip-on fans? Yeah, we definitely got to get one of them. Um, we had one on each side. And honest to God, right, as long as you're putting the water in and the milk in, the baby is an absolute doddle. And at 15-month-old, she must be is she walking now and stuff. She's starting to try, yeah. Yeah. She will be well, by the time we go. 
yeah, so she'll walk for a little bit. Um, I mean, I don't get where people say, uh, there's no point taking your baby to Disney. They won't remember. That's not the point. You'll remember. No, no, exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's why we're going. It's those yeah. it's those photos on, you know, It's a Small World and all the stuff on Fantasyland. Even if we can't meet the characters, you know, taking yourself with the characters, it's stuff. Yeah. It's stuff that we remember. Yeah. That's 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 it, and we had the same thing. You know, Alice first went when she was about, I want to say six or seven months. I'm trying to remember what month we went, and people said to us, "Oh, she's not going to remember." It's like, yeah, but we've got the photos. And the yeah. thing is, like now, obviously, you know, she's just coming up to eight, and we've got those in a photo album, and so she'll look through that photo album, and yeah, of course, she's not going to. She can't say, "Oh yeah, I remember meeting Mickey Mouse in Cafe Mickey." Um, but she's got these nice photos to look at, and we've got them. You know, we remember when she first saw him, and her eyes lit up because she was watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, so she was aware of who he was. Yeah, she yeah, was seeing yeah. him on TV, and now she was seeing him there. Yeah, and um, Piper definitely knows who who Mickey Mouse is as well. She knows yeah. she's got a couple of toys. She's again, she's seen stuff on on Disney Plus. So yeah, no, I mean we're, we're really looking forward to it. I think you know, obviously there's things that you especially as we're staying on property at Disney, um, we're like, oh, well, what's she gonna drink? Like how are we gonna get her milk? Like how what water is she gonna drink? You know, all those kind of questions that you just don't think about when you've been at home for the last kind of twelve months. I, I don't know what I mean, we um we would always give the baby apple juice um in the parks and whatnot. Um and one of the, I know there's no dining credit at the moment, but at um, Starbucks, you go in there anyway, they'll do an extra large apple juice in there, which you can then put into bottles, decant into bottles and store. You, I'm sure you're going to have some sort of chiller bag or something on, on your pram or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. But all that type of stuff, just, yeah, they don't go hungry. I mean, you go into the... Carla took, I think it was Rose, into one of the baby units, whatever they're called, and it was the one by Casey's Corner, the toilets there, and I followed it in, and oh my God, it was amazing. Fabulous, air-conditioned, comfy chairs everywhere. There was a cast member on there able to, it wasn't complimentary, um, sell you stuff. So if you needed formulae or, or you needed um, nappies or juice or milk, you know, you could buy everything. Even um, if the baby isn't well, you know, medicine, you know, um, Calpol or whatever, that was in mm. there. It was, it was cracking. It was a boss little oh, place. And um, the thing for me, right, I don't get, you go all the way to, to Disney, you, you fly across the Atlantic, you do everything, you save, you work, you whatever. And then baby's got to go to bed at seven o'clock. The the whole no, the whole road routine is out the window. Yeah, yeah, can, yeah. The baby will sleep in the pram while you're having a good time. Do yeah. you know what I mean? We we yeah, are. She def- she's, she's very good at sleeping in the pram. So we're like our plan is definitely not to just be like, oh, the park. You know, she goes to bed at seven, so let's leave at six. Yeah, I mean, you learn as well. The first few days, you'll learn. We we had our Grace hysterical, proper foaming at the mouth one night. We'd overstayed our welcome. Do you know what I mean? You mm. don't do it again. You 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 make the mistake once, um, but uh, you just you just go 
go with them. You know what the I mean? Body, the body clock's going to be out, all out of whack as well because yeah. you can't explain to a child that young that you know there's a time difference now, and actually yeah. it's it's five hours earlier than what it should be. It's 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 brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, I mean, um, when we took um, well, both when they were they were babies and are still milk rhyme, what we would do mm. is um, we would boil up water at the hotel, decant it into um, the milk bottles and or the baby bottles, should I say, not milk bottles, and then we had um, like insulated um, bottle holders. So they would keep the they would keep the water hot, yeah, for, for hours, and then we just had we had the the powder or the formula measured out. So literally, all we need to do when it was feeding time was um, you know double check the temperature of the water, make and then make the formula, and then it was and it was fine. So what Disney struggle with is the concept of so say you've got your your bottle made and you haven't done what Nick did, so the bottle's cold. And you say, have you got a bowl of hot water or have you got a jug of hot water to, to warm the bottle off? Because they won't microwave it for you. Mm. So, because you shouldn't microwave them. So they won't do it. Um, and you ask them for a jug of hot water, they don't know what you're talking about. No, but that, but that is the same. That's the same here though, Craig. Like if you go into um, a lot of shops or like a lot of restaurants or cafes, they will not give you hot water for that reason either. It's a yeah. scolding, it's a health and safety thing. But actually, that's a good point, Ryan. We had a, um, it was, a, I can't remember the particular flask, but it was a, a flask where basically you kind of unscrewed it all. It, it kind of came apart and you had the main compartment with, with water. And then what you could do is you could put the bottle in um, the, like the main compartment and fill it up with water down the sides to heat the bottle up. Um, oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. So there's lots of stuff that you could do like that. What we're hoping is by then, so at 12, she's, she'll be a year old next month. She'll start going on to kind of full fat milk then anyway. Yeah. So that'd be even easier. Yeah. What, in that regard. I mean, an, another milk top tip is we, Carla took a lot of ready-made milk, you know, the little cartons where it's a bottle size yeah, of yeah. milk yeah, already. Yeah, yeah. But you can't get that through security. They won't allow it. But what you can do is you can speak to Boots on the other side of security and pre-order and pay for a, a 10 or however many you want. So Carla literally got a, a bag full of this ready-made milk once she'd been through security at Manchester. She went to the Boots, picked it up, and then just added as hand luggage and nice. took it onto the plane. Um, another top tip. Yeah, and you can do that before you, you have to do that at the airport. You can actually do that in advance. There yeah, is a, that, a way that's what she. Yeah, that's what she did. Did it in advance, so that because you could just imagine you get to Manchester, and it sold out because somebody had just mm. bought the, the last twenty or whatever. So another thing that might be an idea, actually, Ryan, and I bought these myself last year, was the cooling towels. Have you have you seen those? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So like microfiber towels, but you you um, ring them under water it doesn't have to be uh freezing cold but obviously that helps and then you just kind of like flick it out squeeze it flick it out and then it keeps cool for like hours um and obviously as adults you would normally put around your neck or something like that but you know i suppose in a in a buggy or a pram you could just um you know put it underneath yeah no definitely definitely gonna get, get some of those i think 
yeah, it's going to be interesting because obviously, we, you know, we'd love to be able to do all the rides that we would normally do. We're definitely going to use the kind of rider switch where we can. And we're thinking at Universal, like, we're kind of umming and ahhing about whether to go or not because there's literally nothing for her there other than Zeus, which she, she does know the characters because we read her the books. Mm. Um, we're thinking if we do go to Universal, rather than do the um, child swap, we might just buy Express Passes for a day and just smash it. Are they still selling them? Yes. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. oh, that's good. Would you would you not just stay book in a hotel night for the night then? Because I mean, you and Donna, it's going to be two hundred dollars for them to express passes. Yeah. Um, yeah. You could go and treat yourselves to a night at the Ard Rock or or the other one, um, and you've got the pool and whatever. Yeah, it's a good chance. You get yeah. early park admission, and you get yeah, your expresses thrown in. Um, but I mean, the kiddie swap at, at Universal, we were able to smuggle Jack onto <laughs> the Harry Potter ride, the Forbidden Journey, because so we took him into the kiddie swap with is with Rose, and then he was able to he, he when they swapped over parents, the cast member didn't measure him, and he went on the ride. And it was traumatized for life, but so it all it all worked out well. But I, I think what they've done now at Universal, they've introduced a, a like a little paper ticket because the, technically the cast members there change over quite regular. So if you've got a different person manning that kiddie swap, you could literally go on that ride about fifteen times hmm. if you wanted. But Universal, the kiddie swap areas at Universal, they're all air-conditioned, they're all in the ride. They're not like Disney, where you've got to stay out the ride, you've got to go and get an ice cream or whatever. They're in the ride, and they're all air-conditioned, and there's a little telly and everything like that. And if you do it on Men in Black, they play um, Men in Black over and over yeah, on a loop. On like a loop. In the gift shop. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I suppose the, the only other question I've got for you, Ryan, is um, because the, the dining plan is not there, is how many nights are you planning to go to La Celio? Yeah, so this has actually been a question that um, we've, we've, we've talked about a lot here as Again, well. Again, over. Yeah, because it's, oh, it, is, it is an expense. I mean, part of me thinks that Disney will bring back the dining plan soon as a paid option because they've just opened another three restaurants on property. So... They are starting to open up all the restaurants again. The capacity in those restaurants is 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 growing because of that. And obviously, I don't think they'll, they'll do a free dining plan anytime soon, but they may offer the paid version. If they do that before our trip and our trip goes ahead, I will probably just pay for it because it's it's just ease of mind for me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's the that's the, the biggest reason I do it. Um, if they don't, then we'll probably be sticking mainly to quick services, snacks. Um, but we will be going to the cellular at some point. We will be going to the boathouse probably, um, and a couple of places that will obviously interest Piper um, more than anything else. So like Rainforest Cafe and T Rex, just because it's it's there's animals and she loves animals and she'll just stare at, at the, you know I'll ask and see if we can get a table near the, the, the fish tank in T Rex and she'll be quiet for hours. Yeah. No, well, I, I obviously hope it it does go ahead. You know, it's I, I know at the moment it's still fifty fifty, but it is. Um, yeah, we're not expecting it to, but if it does, it'll be great. I think yeah. the flight is what's terrifying me at the minute. Okay, 
just because you just never know what what she's going to be like until you're on the plane for then 10 hours. Oh, mate, honestly, right, babies are a doddle on the aeroplane, even the babies on your knee, right? So we took Grace twice, both times with Thomas Cook, God rest his soul, premium economy, right? Um, obviously, the first time she was eight months, not a problem. Second time, she's 18 months, so she's a bit more leggy, a bit more weighty, but do you know what? Mm. Not a problem, mate, honest to God. The only the problem was, right, so on that one, in the airport, Kerry had filled up her sippy cup with pure orange juice out of the restaurant, right? We'd had breakfast or whatever. And we got on the aeroplane, and the plane took off, right? And sitting in front of us was this family. And the woman has clearly had her hair done for getting on the plane, because you'd always have new socks, new undies, new trainees, a whole new outfit for getting on the plane, don't you? You, yeah? you, you scouts are weird. Yeah, we yeah, always I do. Definitely don't. <laughs> yeah, we do, we do, right? So I'm there in my gym jams. We we takes off, right? And I get the juice out for the baby. Uh, and it was one of them ones where you'd have to flick it and the little straw goes ba-doing. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it went ba-doing and it's in a pressurised cabin, isn't it? So the juice ejaculated out of the end of the straw onto the ceiling of the aeroplane, right? And then bounced down onto the woman's head in front of us. She was coated in pure orange juice, which is sticky and manky. And and it was one of them, as I was trying to stop it, it was going everywhere. Um, and she cleaned herself up and then she put her seat back onto Kerry and the baby. And Kerry tapped her and said, do us a favour, love, put the seat forward. And she went, no, like that. So for nine hours, we had the seat in front of us put back onto the baby but we just tapped it all the way tapped it kicked it prodded it but honestly right she'll be a doddle i know you've got the sky cop booked she won't hardly use it she'll just be entertained on your knees she'll be easy be yeah I, I know you're saying great, those seats. that is not always the case that we, we, that is a really good that's a picture-perfect example. Well, you're, you're on an aeroplane. You get up, you can walk around. You can take the baby for a walk. They still have their routines. Keep baby up. Make the baby tired getting on the aeroplane so that she has a little nap. And you let her sleep longer than she would do because when she gets to America, she's five hours behind anyway. Yeah, no, definitely. I think we booked the Skycot. So we've got two seats and then the Skycot in front of us. So we've got kind of a nice little area where, where no one is in front of us to put their seats back. Um, so she's got a little area to, where she can kind of wander around, play with some toys and things. Yeah. Boss me. Play, press some buttons. Yeah. yeah you don't drive, do you? No. So you can get KLI'd on the aeroplane. That's what I'm thinking with premium. That's exactly what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. What could possibly go wrong? This is, well, medically, Donna can only have a couple, whereas medically, I can have a lot more. Well, you just, I've seen you. You just stab yourself after your sixth pint. Stab yeah, yourself after your seventh pint. Stab yourself after your eighth pint. Exactly. Oh, right. You get really drunk and then walk around playing going, uh, vaccine? Vaccine? <laughs> I'm joking. It's not really. All right. Or I could just one. make, 
I can make like five thousand dollars and yeah, I'm sure it's Pfizer. I'm sure it's Pfizer. Yeah. Um, right. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, let's go and have a quick look now at what's going on outside of the parks. Let's get down to business to start planning that Disney trip. I'm Wendy Prater at Magical Journeys Travel here, proud sponsor of the Disney Parks and Beyond podcast. I specialize in all things Disney, Universal, and all major cruise lines. Disney cruises are spectacular, but you've got to book early to get the best pricing and stateroom selection. I offer generous onboard credits and take care of all your planning. Interested in Disney World, Disneyland, or Disneyland Paris? I can help with every bit of the planning process, including dining and fast passes. Find me on the Twitters at WP Magic Journeys or email me at wendyprater at magicaljourneystravel.com. I make the plans, you make the memories. So, is there anything going on outside of the parks? Bad Batch. Oh, Bad Batch, mate. So lovely. What's the second episode? Not yet. It's on tonight. Yeah. So, right. Lockdown has given me lots of wonderful things. I've spent many hours watching wonderful television with me daughter, with our Eve. All these memories are, you know, sitting there in silence watching telly. But it's stuff we wouldn't have done. But I've also been able to watch Clone Wars, uh, Rebels, and now Bad Batch. And I'm watching Bad Batch on a weekly basis. I'm not catching up. I'm not having to binge. And I sort of know a little bit what's going on because there's nods to everything and everything isn't there now on the Star Wars because it's all Mm. time. You know, it's all over the universe. It's all over the timeline. So they can pull in other bits from other TV shows and everything. Oh, it's brilliant. I oh, love yeah, watching. I have to say, first on. episode, but yeah, first episode was great. I didn't particularly, I wasn't particularly fond of them in the Clone Wars, so I was a bit hesitant going into it. But first episode was was yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's just nice to be back in the Star Wars universe, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Isn't the first episode like an hour and twenty minutes or something? Yeah, yeah, but it, it starts just as um, Order sixty six is is executed. Yeah. So do I need to have watched... Because I've not watched it, for, because I've never watched Clone Wars. So You've got to watch Clone Wars, yeah. yeah. You've got to watch Clone Wars. But you could get away with watching the last season of Clone Wars, potentially. Yeah, but I mean, I, I've just it's one of those things I've just not got around to doing. So it's not that I, I don't want to watch Clone Wars, it's just I haven't. And I know this is kind of like a spin-off from, so I feel that... It would be silly of me to start watching this and then go back and watch Clone Wars. You should definitely watch Clone Wars. It starts off like quite, like kind of like kind of like a classic cartoon. Like it's focused more on on kind of the kids. But as it goes on, it gets more and more kind of darker as it gets closer to yeah. the events of Revenge of the Sith. And obviously, yeah. the audience is growing old with, with older with the show as well. So it, it is really good. I watched the first five episodes of Clone Wars about six times and I was like, why am I watching this kids' TV? Yeah. Why am I yeah. watching this? And then listening to the likes of yourself and stuff and, and Paul Washington, I um, I thought, right, I've got a plough on here. It's lockdown. What else am I doing? Watching uh, Cobra I, Kai? Oh, no, sorry. Wrong, wrong, wrong person. And uh, away I went, and I'm so glad I did because Clone Wars. I keep saying this to our Grace. Our Grace won't watch it. She won't watch any Marvel unless it's a movie. 
and she won't watch all the all the Disney Plus TV shows. She won't watch any cartoons whatsoever. She just won't watch them. And I'm like, but it's all canon. It's all real. It all just puts more. Oh, I mean, after oh, which which was the where Darth Vader? Where, oh yeah, when he becomes Darth Vader. So at the end of Star Wars three, yeah. Yeah, Star Wars Yeah, where he becomes Darth Vader. Well, on the Marvel comic book app, that that Darth Vader series is there, and it it continues from where that story leaves off, where he goes off hunting Jedi's. You know, and I paid for a month for the Marvel uh, app, nine pounds, I think it is, and uh, I binge read all them Darth Vader comics. Yeah, I've got to cancel my Marvel subscription. Oh, I bought it, absolutely. It's great, but I bought it for Alice, and she's not... She, she's been reading her Squirrel Girl comics. She re, she reads too much anyway, which is not a bad thing, but at first, when she first got the app, she was using it, and she hasn't for a few months. So, well, why am I paying for it? I don't even get to use the iPad that much to read stuff myself. So I'll dip, I'll dip in and out of that. I think it's a, a really good app, especially if, if you want to uh, catch up on, on things that are happening in, you know, films or series that you're watching. You know, I originally bought it because of WandaVision. I wanted to read House of M um, mm. because I knew it was kind of loosely based on that. So, you know, it, it's a really great app if you don't want to go and buy a load of comics, but um, unless you're using it every month, it, it's a little bit pricey. What, what I will say about Clone Wars is I know you're not the, the greatest fan of the prequel trilogy, um, Nick, but it does make you appreciate the characters more that, that appear in, in those, those those early films. I think Dave Filoni gets Star Wars and yeah. he gets help to tell the stories from those characters. And you'll, you see encounters through some of the Jedi that you see in um, Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and you just see some of those stories play out and they are great. Yeah. Well, I remember the the original because I don't think the original Clone Wars is on Disney Plus, is it? I think it's just yeah, it was they, put they on. Just yeah. it. They just oh, had it. They? Okay. So I remember watching that at the time because that first half of that was released. It's kind of like Samurai to... Samurai Jack style, isn't it? it? Yeah, it's the same. It's the same uh, creator as Samurai Jack. Jendi mm. um, Tchaikovsky, I think. Um, someone's going to penalise me for saying his name wrong. But um, yeah, I remember watching that uh, around the time that episode three came out. Like General Grievous in that, you get more of an idea of of the character because you know yeah. in episode three, although like obviously he's got four arms and, and four lightsabers, so he's a badass. But he's not in a film for very long. He gets killed off quite quickly. So you're kind of like, what's the big fuss? But you see a bit more of him in that cartoon. So even in that, as you say, the characters are more fleshed out because there's more time to spend with them. Yeah, and there's a, there's a great episode. There's a great episode early on in the Clone Wars where you see his his lair, and like right. where he keeps all his like spare arms and things. It's it's a good episode. Yeah, it's handy. Um, <laughs> taxi. <laughs> taxi. Um, yeah. So so obviously that launched Star Wars Day. Um, I I what I liked what they did on May the Fourth this year was I thought it was really nice when they put all the new. Um, the new art up for the for the Star Wars stuff. So if you went mm. and looked for um, any of the um, Star Wars films, they all had new commissioned art that would pop up if you was watching it, or, or as me and Cray discovered for Patreon, 
uh, Mandalorian had the same, didn't it? When we opened up Mandalorian, yeah. it had yeah. um, a new bit of art to replace what would normally be uh, up there. So that was quite nice. I did, because um, I added a few things uh, for May the 4th, and one of them was the Simpsons short. Um, and other one, oh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was basically like the the Disney series they did a few months ago where it was all tranquil. So you would, um, yeah, you would go and you would, you would just spend time flying over Hoth and Tatooine. Yeah. Now, do you know what that? I watched some of that, right? And the idea that gave me um, is sword and star wars yeah that's that's pretty much what it was like wasn't it really well star well, wars well yeah star wars but just like not stressful like sword and makes you cry so imagine sword and star wars with um the john williams score going over it and all that palaver with no drama no blowing up no dying no nothing just just that it'd be amazing but i couldn't work out how they'd done it because it wasn't footage from the films, was it? No, it's all it new stuff. All, it looked like it was all, all created for it. But, I mean, I've just put on now. Have you seen this footage going through the Millennium Falcon and a Dark Destroyer? No, but I have seen it. What's it called? Um, let's come out of it. Uh, vehicle fly-throughs. They've got yeah. Millennium Falcon yeah. and Dark Destroyer, yeah. And um, what was the what was the Tranquil thing? Uh, biomes biomes yeah. yeah so they're both on on disney plus now under the star wars section um but i did watch the simpsons show and I, I couldn't really work out what it was supposed to be i enjoyed it for what it was but it, did, yeah. Yeah. it didn't really have a proper story though did it it seemed to suggest it would do but then it just kind of ended yeah it was it was quite cute i suppose but I don't know, I was expecting something a bit more cohesive. Especially if you compare them to the other Simpsons shorts that are done with Maggie. They've all yeah. got like a proper story that has a, a beginning, a middle and an end, and it's just ended. Well, they've also done a section on Disney Plus where they've pulled all the... Um, what's that fat fella called? Family Guy. Family Guy, Simpsons, Futurama, yeah, all, yeah. The, all the Star Wars episodes at all in one feed. Right. So you don't have to go looking for them. You know, so I honestly write Disney Plus for me is going from strength to strength. It's absolutely smashing it. There's something on there now for everybody. And if you're paying, if you're paying an annual fee, like we are, or we have done, there's no reason for you to, to not. It's just wonderful. Yeah. I agree. Seven ninety nine a month, or what, what was our renewal? Was it fifty nine quid for the year? I think. Yeah, it, yeah. It just feels like, when you compare it to other streaming services, it does feel like a bargain to me. Um, it, yeah, of course, it could still do with more newer things. You know, there is still a, a lot of lacking stuff, and and even now, like um, obviously, it's it was a Hulu show in in America, but. Um, the Handmaid's Tale. Um, that's just started a new season. I'm assuming because Channel Four have the rights to it, the first run uh, rights to to it. That's why it's not on Star. I'm Isn't it on Amazon Prime? 
I think Hardy Eve's watching that. I don't, yeah, but we're talking about Disney Plus. The point I'm making is that that is something that should be on Disney Plus, which is new and isn't. And it's, you know, I'm guessing down to to rights issues and stuff. Yeah. You'd like to think it'll be there at some point. But that that's the only thing. And I think the the only problem, and we was kind of discussing that, and that will lead us into the next thing I want to talk about with Marvel. So, you know, this year we had WandaVision, we had Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I don't think we talked about actually that that ending. Um, and now we've got Loki in June. Like it feels a little bit too much. And then you've got four movies a, on the way as well. Yeah, I don't think there's enough breathing room. And and, and also, isn't what if due this summer as well? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I think and there's line. and there's that little floating head coming out as Modoc. well. Yeah, yeah that looks quite cool, actually. It yeah. does look fantastic. It does, and I, I get your point. And that three-minute Marvel um, montage that they did, the advert, was basically to get people back in cinemas. But does, it feels like there's a Marvel film every three months now for the next two years. There is, there is pretty much, yeah. But it's COVID malarkey. It's it's what it is. It's, I, it is and it isn't, because before... COVID has obviously messed up the schedule, right? We know that because there was films due last year, which are now coming out this year. This year would, you know, is top loaded in terms of Marvel content. But the fact that the next three years is not slowing down either, it is just a bit, you know. And I, I love my Marvel. We all we all enjoy Marvel here, but it does feel like it's a bit much. I think I do think that we're going to hit the burnout in the next five years and also think, as well so let's let's talk about that let's talk about that that montage thing because i haven't i still haven't seen it yet i wanted to sit down on, and give it attention properly because I, I you know i felt it deserved the attention that it, it should have got but i obviously know you know what is also attached to that announcement um so i, I suppose the only kind of new details we've got is a few updates on on product projects that are coming out so you know now we've got a date for guardians of the galaxy 3 mm-hmm. yeah so that's is it may 14th 2023 i think yeah something like that yeah may 2023 anyway but we've got a date for that and that's obviously called volume 3 which we expected um black panther is now going to be called uh wakanda forever also oh, the subheading will be wakanda forever so that's obviously leaned to speculation as to how they're going to do the sequel to Black Panther. Is it going to be a prequel? Um, is it going to Why, be a I, I don't un- I don't understand what his prequel is because he was just a prince before. Um, obviously, he was getting trained in the ways of the Black Panther, but he only become Black Panther because his dad got murdered. Yeah, so this would be him, you know, training, preteen, yeah. Nah, that's crap. The Black Panther movie, the new one, is they're going to use, I think, they're going to use footage of um, from the first film that didn't make it, and he'll probably get killed off quite early on, and a new Black Panther. Because I'm pretty the suit, sure, I'm pretty the sure they off. said, though, that they're not going to use any pre-existing footage of him. Well, how can they do it, then? Just get a new actor in? Well, I think I think someone else will will take the mantle on early on, and, and the, the, do a the easiest the easiest cleanest way is 
and to give him the, a proper a marvel funeral which he, he deserves is to kill kill him off and bring in a new black panther so there is a big big you could literally open at his at his funeral he doesn't have to die of any he could have just died of bloody heart attack or cancer i know it's horrible like but you can't say cancer because that is literally what he died of. But I know what you're, I know what you're yeah. saying. But but the thing is, Marvel have recast before. You know, I mean, obviously the first one was War Machine. You know, um, James Rhodey. They changed, you know, actors between Iron Man and Iron Man Two. Mm-hmm. Literally, the next film that came out from the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe as it was starting to become, you know, they just replaced Terrence Howard. So I think that I think that changed the. The character, I think they'll they'll do a nice nod to the character, but the actual a, a new character will take the mantle of Black Panther. Yeah, I I I mean, if if I was hedging my bets, that is that's what I think they they will do, and it's what I'd like to see them do. Um, I don't think they should replace the 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 actor with someone else, but at the same time, you know, it won't be T'Challa anymore. So. You know, there is unless that. unless they're um, unless it, it may be that they actually um, his sister and some of the other people in the in the movie are the main characters in the movie. Hence, she, the title Wakanda she, forever. But she's a bit of a she's come out as a bit of an anti-faxer, isn't she? So, yeah, but again, yeah. Uh, this come up in in the Mandalorian show we recorded the other day. People are entitled to have different opinions. We can't oh. all everybody on the planet can't all have the same opinion about everything of course but to paraphrase uncle ben not the rice man uh with great power comes great responsibility and when you've it's... got a platform you know you can't go out and spread gubbins yeah Especially but... when her character is, is a uh is probably the, the, the most intelligent and scientist that we've seen in the mcu so far yeah but Iron Man was a massive cokehead. Who cares? People are entitled to different opinions. Yeah, but hang on. But <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. after starring in Iron Man didn't turn around and say, below his great kids take lots of coke. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> no, but if you, love, if, you love, if you love that character and you go and read his autobiography because that, Doesn't oh my God. Well, whatever. You go and read his Wikipedia page then. Okay. You'll have all his... All his dirty past will be there for all to see. So yes, people... but that's that's pre. You know, Iron Man was his redemption. Literally, was his redemption. It was his chance. It was his third uh, go at being a Hollywood star, and that kept him on the straight and narrow. All yeah, that lovely and... Marvel money kept him on the straight and narrow. She doesn't think people should get the vaccination. She's entitled to that opinion. Doesn't mean she should never work in Hollywood again. I didn't. I didn't say that. What? But at the same time, I think you'd be a bit cautious about the negative publicity someone like that could give you if they were the lead in a, in a new film. But by the by, um, that's yeah. There, there's a lot of that, a lot of ways they could they could kind of carry on um, with with Black Panther two. But the one that interested me the most was actually in, in terms of like the new kind of like announcements and stuff was uh, the Marvels mm. because you know we've been told that we were going to get Captain Marvel too um, and now we're getting the Marvels instead and I'm still confused if that's is that is that Captain Marvel and 
Monica Rambo, or is that Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel? I believe it's a three. There's three of them. It's the option you didn't choose. Oh, interesting. So I think it's Captain Marvel, Ms. Marvel, um, and uh, is it Photon? Is that who she becomes? Monica I Rambo? I'm not sure. I can't remember who she becomes in the comics. Um, but yeah, so I think I think it's I think it's the the three of them. I mean, obviously, the Ms. Marvel TV show is filming at the moment, mm. and I don't know. Did, did you see the, the set pictures? I saw the costume. Yeah, yeah, and I think it looks great. It's exactly what you want it to look like. Um, it's what I what I have liked is where you sometimes you know obviously with, with certain characters they get a brand new costume. Um, and other times they try and make it look more like the comic book, which is what they've done in the case of, of Ms. Marvel. And I, I, and I like the way that they are doing that at times. I and mean, I think there's times when they can get away with that and it works, and others where the costumes are a little bit too goofy to yeah. to get away with. So I mean, they're, they're definitely working on the Young Avengers. Yes. That's definitely coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, That's where the bubble will be, because kid actors... Just oh, not, the they're, first... not, they're not kid actors, they're all gonna be in their twenties. Yeah, oh. by the time Young Avengers come, comes out, they'll all be mid to late twenties. Yeah. I'll be tuning out then. We'll see. Um and I know it's it's quite I've got yeah, I think we should talk about um Falcon and Winter Soldier, but before we do, just in case there's anything that's not Marvel related or Star Wars related, is there anything else anyone wanted to mention? Uh, before we finish off with that, no, don't think so. Cool. No. Uh, well, uh, before we finish off with that, uh, Corella comes out in in two weeks, I think. Um, interestingly, it's coming out now at the same time that cinemas in the UK will reopen. Now that is going to Premier Access. I don't know if that's still going to get a cinema release. They they were talking about it. And now the cinemas are open, you'd expect that to be the case. Um, so that'll be interesting if we get that. I, think. I hope they put it on the cinema. I think I it, think they will do. They need something to bring people back in, don't they? It's a missed opportunity, isn't it? Mm. So yeah, but also as 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 long as people things keep going in the same direction, that should also mean that Black Widow is a shooing, uh for a July cinema release as well. I think I think I'm going to wait for it to come on Disney Plus. Corella, not Black Widow. Yes, I mean, prop, like not on Premier Access. I'm not in yeah. a rush to see it. No, it's I I, I bought Milan and I paid for uh, Raya as well uh, on Premier Access because they were two films that we were going to go to cinema to see and couldn't, so we could justify it. Corella would have probably been a film that I would have gone to see at the cinema if I had my Sydney World Pass. Mm. Um, and the only way my wife and, and child would have gone to see it is if um, if it was like that good that they've had to have gone and seen it. Do you know what I mean? Like Neither of them look to be too excited by it, and obviously my son doesn't give a toss anyway. Has anyone, <laughs> has anyone watched Nomadland? Not, Not yet. yet. I was going to watch it last night, funny enough, and I got distracted. Well, that is getting... Um... That's on the showcase on the seventeenth. Yeah, that is so that is one of the first films coming out as well, isn't it? Yeah, Ray and the Last Dragon as well coming soon. Interesting. 
mean, to, to be honest, if, if that does come out of the cinema, they might go, even though we've got it on Disney Plus now, they might go and see it at the cinema because it's where they wanted to see it. And it's yeah. a beautiful film. It is, but I mean, just coming off the back of watching Mitchell's versus the Machines, it's it's ten times better than any Disney animated movie that's come out in the last few years. Yeah. Absolutely stunning that movie. Honestly, incredible, and it, it it puts Disney to shame in a, in a way. Like it's it's a, a movie that is just classic animated fun. Do you not feel after watching that and watching Spider Verse? Do you not feel that Disney should have not dumped? Lord and Miller from Solo and just let him carried on. Yeah, it feels like they've lost a, a really good uh, couple of people there. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I know it, the tone of, of Solo would have been different to what we got, but I just feel what harm was it going to do? It was never going to be a big successful Star Wars film like the main films were going to be. I, I just feel like they, they jumped too too quickly off that one. Mitchell's versus the machines. I know it's not it's not Disney, but I mean, we're just comparing to, to Disney. Honestly, it's it's an animated movie that as soon as we finished it, both so Donna and I were like, we could literally start that from, from the start again. It's just just so much fun to watch. And, and bear in mind, we got to remember, Ryan is who told you to watch that film? Um, don't know. It was this guy, and this is why you've got to trust me. Watching Shit's Creek. Right, it's going to get you just because it hasn't I will, now. I will carry on. I will carry on. Yeah, just put it on the background. Um, so have we all seen the um the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yes. Yep. Um, how how did we all feel? Because I'll, I'll be honest, going through it, and I mean, when we were talking about WandaVision when that came out earlier this year, and like every episode it was like you know we'd watch another couple of episodes because of when we recorded this and, you know, we was talking about it without spoilers and, and stuff like that. And my excitement was kind of building up, building up, building up. And I feel with Falcon and Winter Soldier, I was not invested in it anywhere near as much as I was with, with WandaVision. Um, but, but Ryan, what did you think of it overall? I thought it was a, I thought it was a good show overall. I, I enjoyed it. Um, I liked the story it told. I feel like it, there was a couple of episodes where they could have basically just cut and it still would have been the same show. I think COVID definitely played a part in the filming process. You can see it even even where some of the characters are standing at like regulated um, distance apart from each other. But I think I still come out was coming out of that show. If both of them were to die in the next film, I couldn't care less. <laughs> That's that's harsh. Um, what, what about you, Craig? Yeah, it's one of them. I mean, they did a really good um, episode by episode on Biff Pow Bam, and I joined them for the last episode of it. Um, it was a it was a six and a half, seven out of ten. Um, I felt you know the hype of One Division. Um, I sort of felt like you had to say it was good. Oh, you had to be excited. And in hindsight, now looking back at One Division, that that was a bit of the same as well. Both of these have been massively interfered with by the COVID, and storylines have had to be changed. You know, uh, Doctor Strange should have been at the end 
Um, there was a whole uh, killer virus storyline that they had to cut out of the Winter Soldier thing. You know, yeah, it's disappointing. And people are now calling for the after COVID cut to be put out. But no, just it is what it is. Don't make any, yeah. if we learn anything from Zack Snyder's Justice League, it's that sometimes something doesn't need to be extended even more than it was already to make it good. Um, I think the one was, thing I'd say about um, Falcon and his transition is that's one comic book costume I didn't need to see on screen. Um, I actually liked it. I actually liked it. Um, but it's it's weird because WandaVision, I was invested from the get-go and then it lost me towards the end. Like I thought the the penultimate episode was really strong but then I thought the finale let it down. Yeah. And I almost felt the opposite with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like I found it such a slog to get through the first mm. three. Uh, yeah. The first three episodes, episode four was where it kind of picked up a bit for me and mainly because of what happened towards the end of that episode. Um, yeah. And so then I was kind of more interested in it, but I thought it ended, I thought it ended stronger than WandaVision. Apparently, yeah, what an episode. I mean, I, yeah. I completely agree. What a powerful message an episode for, for Marvel to put out, in all yeah. fairness to them. Yeah, no, I, I, absolutely. Um, and I know what you're saying, Craig, about that's strange, but my understanding is that was never planned because it, it had been talked about, but they also felt it would overshadow what had come before it if he made an appearance in the show. Okay. Um, so I don't think that was COVID related, but you are obviously right about the the storylines and, and and we and the thing is we saw parts of it in falcon and winter soldier so um the the um, carly's adoptive mother uh, apparently died of this disease yeah they never told you what she was sick of that's what she the died place from. the place that they blow up and kill that was a vaccination center yeah you know stuff like that. I I said on on Big some, some of the editing was awful. Like yeah. again, I'm mm. not saying that was. They obviously had to work with what they they had, but again, it was quite clear that they had a deadline to hit, and they'd only been able to do what they could do. And so sometimes you'd watch some. There was one part where I re-round it twice because I thought I've missed something here, and then I realised I've not missed anything. It's just been badly edited. So, there's to me, it's been cut. It it felt almost like a Marvel Netflix show. Yeah, you know. So, in in the big Marvel world, in the big Marvel universe, there's earth shattering baddies and there's universe destroying baddies. That's the level of baddie we're at now. And these two characters have literally battled to save the universe. And yet they were running around after the teenage terrorist. Yeah. Yeah. I think the yeah. villain the villain was poor. Um, really bad. I, I think she was the one of the worst characters in it. Yeah, I mean she's not she's she's clearly not a bad actress, but I bet you agree. It wasn't fleshed out. And again, then, I don't know if that's because they had to change the direction of her or whatever, but she just never seemed to feel that, you know, it was almost a bit like and like it's another female villain, but I felt a little bit the same way with um, Ant Man and the Wasp, with uh, mm. with the character of Ghost. 
I didn't think she was a particularly good villain. She had a really interesting story. Like her backstory was interesting, but in in terms of like the danger they were in, it just didn't feel as significant. I know not every villain can be a Thanos, right? I'm, I appreciate that, but it didn't seem, it, it felt like that it was something they could overcome quite easily if they wanted to. David Tenninch, when he was in the first series oh, of, he was a small, localised, horrific villain. He was phenomenal as a villain. That show fell apart without him. Yeah. The second season is terrible. And, I mean, the Sharon Carter stuff, I, I don't know, you know, was she the, um, I can't remember, the, the power the yeah, was she the power broker or was she working for the power broker or is she a double agent? She was, she was definitely the power broker, but or or she said she was the power broker, but whether that was a, a red herring or not, I don't know. And there's a lot of speculation as to whether she's a scroll. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'll be completely honest with Sharon Carter, right? She joined the show, they're like, oh, you know, Sharon Carter, I'm like. Yeah, well, she's obviously related to to Peggy Carter. Like that, it'd be too obvious. I completely forgot that she was in a film. She was in uh, Winter Soldier, yeah, and yeah. Uh, no, she Civil was. War. Yes, yeah, she's definitely in Civil War. Uh, but do you know what I mean? Like she was like she felt like quite a nondescript character in in those. So it it, it kind of left some stuff which we'll see. We'll, we'll clearly see in, in other things that are coming up. So I'm guessing she'll reappear in um, Secret Invasion. Yeah. But again, it feels like that, that her whole storyline was like a bit rushed and they'd left a load of it out. Yeah. Yeah, it seemed like there was a lot of a lot of holes. It was, it's a big jump from like quite a reasonably big hero I mean, to, wait, she's a villain now? Yeah. For me, right... Um, again, to another thing that I discovered during lockdown, Agent Carter. What a oh, phenomenal great, yeah. TV show set in the 40s and the 50s, if I'm not mistaken. Something uh, yeah, like that. that. Yeah. So um, they did it with Agents, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where the, there was uh, the last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. they actually interact with some someone from Agent Carter's timeline, right? Well, just bring back Agent Carter, season three. It's Sharon Carter, and give a just give it a, a a spy TV show like Agent Carter was. It's quite simple. She doesn't have to be involved in in all the big stuff. Mm. But yeah, I, but I mean, overall, it was fine. You know, I I do, I do think it was kind of worth watching, but I find it hard to. I I don't feel at this moment in time that other than with what happened with Falcon, that there was anything that um, people would miss if they just wanted to watch the films. I, I feel like it would have been just as good if they'd said, we're releasing um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier as a special two and a half hour movie on Disney+. Plus. It could have It could have quite easily been a three, three and a half hour film. I mean, yeah, I know three and a half hours is Endgame, but do you know what I mean? Like you, you could have done it for that, as you say, like an, as like a special event or something, or done it in two parts, do it like a two-part film. Yeah, just well, it like that. as long as it was. Yeah. No, but yeah, but all you, I mean, we all live on, we all live on streaming now. You, you just pause it, 
freaking hell Dolan walked out of the no, cinema no, and walked no, back saying, in the next night. I'm not saying so, I'm not saying in terms of length, but what I'm saying is, you know, what we what we essentially got was an almost six hour film with those six episodes of, of Falcon and Winter Soldier. It, it didn't need to be six hours. There was like, a lot of backstory. Lots of filler, which didn't really go anywhere. So what I'm saying is, Craig, you could have quite easily cut out chunks of episodes and just made it into either one long film. Yeah, or once, two, once two the parts. project was compromised in the way that it was because of the COVID, then they could have revisited it and tweaked it and made it into a film quite easily. And right. tightened it up, tightened it all up. Yeah. yeah. But you know, it was no, it's it was fine. I'm I'm it's definitely you know, it's still, a sequel. Yeah, I well, they're talking about Captain America four, aren't they? Well that's been green little already. So I think that I think that is what we'll get. I don't think we'll get a second season of this necessarily. Uh well we definitely won't get a second season of Falcon and Winter Soldier, that's for sure. That's um, true. But um yeah, it's it's good, but to be honest, all eyes on Loki. That is the one that I was kind of yeah. most interested by. Again, you know, I think one of the other strong points we, which we didn't even mention was Zemo. Zemo, fantastic. I mean, they're not they're yeah. obviously doing something with him. He's an amazing actor. Yeah. Whenever I see him in something, he's always he always stands out like a beacon anyway. And in Civil War, he, you know, I, I don't think he was particularly good in Civil War. I just finished watching it actually. Okay, week. and um, I agree. Yeah. It's, okay, because I haven't seen he, it for a while, so maybe I was. He doesn't stand out. That, that movie I don't particularly rate, to be honest. I think it's one of the worst in the MCU. It's looking got, back at it. It's got a cracking fight scene. That's yeah, and that's all about that. That's pretty much. It's basically the equivalent of the Star Wars movies where they sat in the Senate for half an hour. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree. I think Winter Soldier is a much better Captain America film. Uh, yeah, completely. Um, but um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. I'm sure he'll be back in some capacity. Oh, they're, the they're bringing uh, the, the Suicide Squad. I don't know what they're called in the Marvel Universe, but that's what they're building, isn't it? Um, oh, uh, Thunderbolts? Yeah, he'll be in the Thunderbolts, yeah. I think. Yeah, you're probably right. Go on, Craig. Uh, just this Loki show, um, I don't get it. So... It's is it Quantum Leap with Loki by the looks of things? Is it Quantum Leap and My Name is Earl have had a baby? Uh, I don't know. Is I he mean, going I've... through time fixing all the wrongs he's done? Um, I, I mean, I've I've not seen the the more recent trailer. I just don't feel I need to see any more content before I start watching it. Um, but it was clear from the first footage that we saw that it was going to be um, him going through time. Whether that's to, to change things or have an effect on things, I don't know. But you've got to remember, he's the god of mischief, right? Right. So, he's basically, like time cop, isn't he? Now, <laughs> that's a very obscure reference. I know it's it's probably more obscure than Quantum Leap. <laughs> yes. And in fact, you, you know what, Craig? I, I'm going to stick with Quantum Leap because in that case, that means that um, Owen Wilson is like the new version of Al. Mm. Yeah, so I'd, I'd take that, I'd take that for a dollar. But uh, yeah, again, it comes down to who's the lead actor in it, and of of all the things that we've seen so far, I mean, in the, the main, a lot the most, in 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 the main films, as far as everyone concerned, he's dead. No, because he he jumped out of the timeline, and so it, 
Yeah, but they don't version. know that, do they? Huh? Well, yeah, because the we saw it. No, but he got his neck snapped. Thanos killed him. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that timeline doesn't, but the timeline that he is now created by doing that, I think that's yeah. why this agency gets involved because he screwed everything up. While we what we saw in Endgame, where yeah, but didn't they didn't they screw everything up by jumping through time and getting all the? Um... I think Captain America fixed it though by going back and returning all the stones. Yeah. But did he? Because he stayed with Peggy Carter and had two kids. Which, yeah, which I don't understand because I think Sharon Carter came from. Like, it gets confusing. Yeah. Let's so did thought. did he get off with his own grandchild? Well, no, in not one version. <laughs> but one no, version well, of no, no, she wouldn't have been because no, she it was, was, it was Peggy's niece. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because that's the that's the other thing they have, they have said Captain America's children, two sons, are out there. Are they called Stars and Stripes? <laughs> I don't know. I bet they are. <laughs> Depends well. We be. laugh, but I bet they are. <laughs> Go to go and check it out there. Um, right. Was there anything else? Nope. Right. Well, in that case, I'll draw this episode to a close. Anything else you need? Anything else you need? I'm all right, Craig. Oh, I've got to peel the potatoes. Oh my and, god! So, hang on, you don't you don't learn this, do you? All we're going to do now is get a bad review from somebody in Ireland because they're like you did an appalling Irish stereotypical accent and just stereotypical Irish people in general. I'm having tea with Dermot O'Leary and Terry Wogan's ghost. You are you are more Irish than Dermot O'Leary. I don't know. Oh mm. no, I'm getting them confused with the other fella. The one who does the game shows in Eurovision. I always get them two mixed up. Terry, Ro- Terry Rogan? No, Ted, no. Graham <laughs> no, Norton. Graham Norton, yeah. Graham Norton and Dermot O'Leary. Jesus, yeah. Very easy to get, to get him confused. Um, <laughs> they're like twins they're yeah. like Ant and Deck. yes yeah no they, they again alternate timelines um, so thank you very much for listening and uh, we will see you with another episode very soon This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.